Why, hello everyone. Welcome to the program we call Illumination. We come from the Library of Sunset Lodge 369 right here in sunny Santa Monica, California. Yeah, summertime has hit us and we're having fun. It's great having you guys with us today and thank you for the honor of that. If you want to get in touch with us, we are wide open to have communication from you. You can go to our website that is sunsetmasoniclodge.org. That's sunsetmasoniclodge.org. Or go to our, uh, uh, send us an email, should I say. Send us an email at sunsetmasoniclodge369 at gmail.com. That's sunsetmasoniclodge369 at gmail.com. Any and all communication we love to have from you. Just to let you know, we are here most Tuesday nights. Starting at 6.30 with a meal and 7.30, whatever you're doing, whether it's a degree, a practice, or a stated meeting, which we, that's basically Masonic talk for our business meeting. No matter what, whether you're a Mason or not, if you're a Mason and you're coming through, please stop by and see us. We'd love to see you. And if you happen not to be a Mason, look us up, come by at 6.30, have a meal with us, and we'd love to chat with you on whatever you want to talk about. Our guest tonight is someone, by the way, uh, on this night, we are celebrating here at our lodge, Independence Day. For those of you outside of the States, that is usually on July the 4th when we declared our independence from, from Britain. And it was a, it's a wonderful celebration here in the States, and we're having a celebration. And lo and behold, we had a guest come by, and this gentleman was just talking and and sharing some great stories. And while I was listening to him, I, I was thinking, man, I gotta have him on our podcast. I wanna introduce to you our guest. His, his name is Brother Jerry Finley, and he's from the Beach City Lodge in Manhattan Beach, California. Brother Jerry, it's great having you aboard here. Thank you for having me tonight. It's great to see you. Good. By the way, and uh, thank you for coming by I, I, I it was such an honor to see you come what 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 got you to come over tonight i i've i've come a couple of times uh i'm in the eastern star that we have here oh okay yeah i i was an officer this year i'm not uh and i've been invited a few times to come and so i figured tonight would be a good time to come i heard you're having some good food and figured i'd come try it out and oh the ribs did. were great weren't yes they? they were and i've known a couple of the, met a couple of the brothers before here all right. So uh, I come to this lodge uh, once a month. All right, real good. Now, one of the things I like to find out about, tell us about you growing up. Where did you grow up? What was life like for you? I started out, I was born in New York in a little town. Uh, I was born in Poughkeepsie and lived in a little town called uh, Moore's Mills Pleasant Valley. And I went to a one-room school there for a couple of years. And then I, we moved to California and I grew up in the South Bay area, it's called, of uh, L.A., and I've been there the rest of my life pretty much in the different cities, just moving around. I went to elementary school there, and then from the elementary school, I went to high school there, a school called Lawndale High. I mean... That's uh, all right. Yeah, okay. Losing her high school. Lawndale was a comp. I live in Lawndale. That's what made me... There you me. go. That's all yeah. right. So uh, I've been there. I worked in aerospace, and then I worked for the school district pretty much. That's awesome. Yeah. Now, uh, how did you find out about masonry? Well, I met this young lady. Oh, that <laughs> happens all the time, doesn't it? Yes. Way back as 
at my church of all places. And she was a rainbow girl. Wow. Yes. And through her, through her and her family, I was introduced. I finally grew up and married a lovely lady. Oh, that's great. So, yes, we were married for 43 years. I lost her about five years ago. Mm. So, yes. Uh, but through her and her family, her grandfather encouraged me, over-encouraged me to become a Mason. And her... Uh, stepdad he was a uh, past master and he also was a worthy patron in eastern star right and so with his influence i finally became a member and her her mother was also a past worthy matron and uh both of them held the office several times my wife she became in rainbow uh a grand officer she became the first grand historian of wow. California back in 1970, I believe, 1970, I believe She's it was. She was the first one, huh? She was the very first one. That's the, the, the grand historian. Yeah, record and takes pictures of everything of that year and puts it in permanent record. If you go online in the rainbow, you can see her there. History and, in the yeah. making. There you go. So uh, That's awesome. Yeah. That's good. Okay, so you have all these family members, the in-laws, so to speak, pushing you, kind of tugging you along, push, maybe pushing the line a little bit there, what they're supposed to ask you for and so right. forth. But it was still awesome. Yeah. What was it like when you first um, really co- connected with Freemasonry? Well, see, because I kind of grew up and attended a lot of the meetings and I went to the all their functions that uh, non-Masons could go to, and I even actually helped cook at some of the barbecues and stuff, even though I wasn't a member. How uh, old were you during this time? I probably was first introduced to masonry because they wanted me to become a uh, demolay. They oh. encouraged me. I would say I was um, 14, 15 years old. Wow. Yeah. Okay. When I first was introduced, and but it took me a long, I was a slow one to come in. Uh, I wasn't one of the ones that came in over and jumped right in. Yeah. I, I took my time jumping in. So you you were saying that you you did a lot of things in the lodge in the meantime. Uh, yeah, mainly I did it with like the uh, Rainbow Girls, of course, and I did it with the uh, Eastern Star because I knew them, and I went to some of the uh, the Masons. Uh, break- dinners that you right. talked about, oh, you know, yeah. the, the uh, they used to have one in. The old Inglewood Lodge, which is no longer there, they used to have a steak dinner every year. And it was, uh, they would have different uh, speakers. There was a speaker, I don't remember his name, I was pretty young then, sure. that used to do the uh, wrestling. He was the, on the radio, talked about... The, oh, wow, yeah. Know. Well, he was the, always the host. And it was a big turnout. I remember you couldn't park for blocks away, and they had one of the best steak dinners there. And that was one of their yearly uh, noted for back in the 70s and early 80s, the big thing for the Inglewood Lodge to do. Wow. So uh, you were talking about you were around it for a long time before you became a member what was your thoughts during that time? Why didn't you just jump in like a lot of people do? Well, my wife's grandfather broke a little rule that we're, as Masons, don't supposed to do. We don't supposed to ask. We're supposed to, you, you ask us, we don't ask you. Right. 
And he to was... To be one, ask one. Yeah, to be one, to ask one. You can't be one unless you ask. Well, he kind of, in his own about way, to keep the rules safe, didn't ask, just told me what he would do if I did become one. Ah. And he wanted to move me up the line real quick, and I wasn't interested in the line. I like the help person. I don't like to be the leader. I don't mind following. I'm one of those, right. uh, even though I do lead in some of the stuff. Sure. Um, and so I was hesitant because I had, by that time, I was married to the lovely lady. And um, I had children, and I was more interested in taking care of children. I had a job that I worked long hours. So between my hours and that, I thought it would be too much for me. I do have to say, I look back on it, I would have probably joined 10, 15 years earlier. But uh, that's being said, I am now a member. Well, you know, I think you kept your priorities straight. So. I don't think there's anything wrong with that at all. Well, the Masons do teach family first. Yes. You know, uh, family first, we are a charitable organization that tries to make good men better. That's one of our slogans, is to make good men better. And you're doing great right there. Yeah. You had so many fun stories about when you first became a Mason. Do you got any that come to mind? Um, uh, I, I've, I've lost track on which one. I had a father-in-law that was very into, um, he was he was the a uh, worthy, ma- pa- ma- uh, worthy patron right. for many years, right. but he was also a past master. Wow. Okay. Uh, he was the master of the El Segundo Lodge back in 1974. And I was at, I was at his meetings and, uh, that I was allowed to attend right. and at his installation and stuff. And so I used to have a lot of fun helping then. And then once I became, I did get very involved in the different uh, committees. You'll see that you have many committees that we have. Uh, we have uh School committees for the schools. We have committees for uh, our elderly. We have a retention committee. We have several, several uh, committees at the different lodges, and some lodges have different ones. I'm on the Child ID committee for uh, that we have a program. Oh, the Child ID committee. Uh, yes. So t- tell us a little bit about that, people who don't know what that is. What we do is we go to fairs, schools, um, Cities. I was just before I came here tonight, the city of Hawthorne, a member from there, called me and asked me in August to do one at uh, the city on their uh, night out. It's called where you go to the city and you have the blackout type of a deal. Sure. And they asked me if I didn't ID children there. And what we do is we take their fingerprints and picture. We don't keep the information and we give a little printout for them. And then we show them on the backside, which we talk about the most, safety tips for the parents to remember when they're out and about, and safety tips for the kids to learn, like don't talk to strangers, never get in a car, that type of thing. And then the steps to do in case their child gets lost. And it's just a more of a reminder thing, but it's also a way to, for us to reach out to the community to let, us, let them know if we're there, we can help them. Now, just to reiterate, you do not keep any of the info. No. We, we, for a fact, we use one of, a very old Dell computer to let them know that, look, this computer can't, can't even handle that. Yeah. Uh, 
and we stress that very much. We do not keep any of the information. Uh, for a fact, we have a place where we can ask the name and stuff. We tell them we don't want to even know the name of the child, where they live. That's for them to take home and fill out later because we just are doing a community service that may help them have get their child back if they're getting lost. Now, do, do, do parents pretty much accept this? Do they really take it in for the most part? I would say 80% do. You know, there's a few skeptics. Of they, course. There's a f very few that says, oh, we heard of you guys. And, you know, and so he says, okay, fine. We're, this is free. Nobody's forcing you. We move on. But most of them come back and say, thank you. We have what we call our return customers. I've had some that we're in three different cities close by. And I've had them in each one. And they says, oh, we're just renewing it. Is it okay? Yes. Wow. I even have a funny story. We were at one that it was a... Um, the health fair is also a pet fair. It's a health for people and pets at the same time in one city. They put them both together. And one of the ladies walked up and had a puppy, and she says, this is my child. Would you ID him? We weren't busy, so we tried. And we actually got a little something of a print. Oh, wow, yes. And... I'll tell you what, if you want somebody to sell Freemasonry, the lady the rest of the day stood there and told everybody how thankful she was that I took the picture of her dog and did her paw prints. Oh, that's wonderful. So I, I've always counted when I do my, and says, don't forget, we did one dog. Uh, and we have done senior citizens with Alzheimer's. It's a program that we don't have any, uh, have to do, Right. certain way it, it's it's more fun too it's a good time to have fellowship with the other masons and get to know them and their lives so it's not just for children it could be for anyone huh? that's right i yeah. didn't even think about that yeah we we uh we've had a few that they says my you know this person's got dementia this person's got and i say fine and i've had adults say well can i just do it i've never turned one down it's just it's inexpensive for us to do, and I think it's good PR to just say yes, you know. It's wow. And it's fun. We, we have, you know, we joke, well, if you get lost, you know, uh, it, it's just a fun thing to do. That's wonderful. That's good, it's good to hear. Let's yeah. take a break here for a second. I want to remind everybody, this is the program Illumination. We come from the Library of Sunset Lodge 369 in Santa Monica, California. If you'd like to reach us, we are here willing and able to receive communication from you. You can do one or two ways. You can contact us via our website, which is sunsetmasoniclodge.org. sunsetmasoniclodge.org. Or if you want to send us an email, we'd love to hear from you. That is sunsetmasoniclodge369 at gmail.com. That's Sunset Masonic Lodge 369 at gmail.com. Any and all communication is welcome. And by the way, I want to thank you for being here. I didn't mention this earlier. My name is Les Jones. Behind the board and producing the entire program, he is the backbone of this program, is Brother Michael Walbach. And Brother Michael, thank you so much for all the work you, you do for us. Um, our guest... It's Brother Jerry Finley from Beach City Lodge in Manhattan Beach. I met him tonight, and we were sitting around with a couple of other brothers, and Brother Jerry was just saying some, uh, telling some great stories, 
and I said, I want to get you on my podcast. Thank I, you. And it's just, it's, you're just a lot of fun to be around. Thank you. And you, you had some great stuff. So I, I know about what you were saying about people pushing you a little bit, maybe pushing the line a little bit to join masonry. That's exactly what my dad did to me. Just really, huh? You know, suggesting it, just pushing it a little bit. Well, let me say this, though. That's because he cared. Yes. At the time, being younger, you didn't see that. You're seeing, come on. Uh-huh. You know, I, I, I've got more things in my life to do to take the time to do this. And it was because he did say, he says, you need this. This will make you a better man. You know, so he was looking for my better interest. And I just missed that. I He passed on before I became a member. And that was always, my not my father-in-law, he got to. He was at oh, my, great. yeah, he was at all three of my risings and stuff. So that was a good thing. And uh, But my wife's grandfather who wanted me the most he did not get to see that unfortunately but uh he he showed me the difference of masonry he was a very good man tell me about this what did he show you well he was a very caring man and kind and uh he was always helping he always wanted to make sure you know everybody was taken care of in the family and stuff he was always uh are you okay do you need anything you know he was very uh, generous, kind man. That reminds me so much of my uh, my step grandfather. I think my stepmom's dad is a remarkable man. He has passed on mm-hmm. since, but I know I went walking. Well, I will forget walking with him where he worked at the time. Mm-hmm. He was he worked for a local oil company there in Houston, and he was pretty tall on the ladder. I know I was walking with him here explaining people all but come to attention when he walked in. And, but he was very soft-spoken, very caring, and not too many people like that in the world anymore. Right. He was a retired carpenter by the time I knew him. Oh, wow. And uh, he always wanted to go fishing. So every weekend he would, he would get the boat ready and have it all ready for me. For uh, He didn't even have his – I liked fishing, but right. he went. He made sure I didn't have an excuse for not to go fishing with him. <laughs> so I was his fish buddy. There you go. And we... All right, good deal. You've got a lot of good stuff going on. Okay, so let's say you finally decided, okay, I'm going to do this thing. What got you finally to decide? You know, you were on the sidelines for a long time. You were doing some very important work for our lodge, for, for the lodge you were – a part of what got you to go across that line and finally say you know i want to do this well i was attending the meetings and not a member so when it came to the meet the closed meetings that unless you're a member you can't go into i had to stay outside so i says why am i staying out here i know everybody everybody knows me i might as well become a member and my wife's father at that time was uh, health was failing him and, and his eyes wasn't there seen so I, I had to drive him there so I would be going to the meetings I normally wouldn't have gone to and I'd stay out so I says you know I know everybody um, my wife's a member my daughter's a member uh, I might as well become a member there so uh, I became a member my, way my wife my wife always she had she wasn't like my father-in-law she believed that I want, had to join on my own like the Masonic said. So she never said anything. 
And I had the attitude, I didn't tell you this outside, that she didn't want me to join. Oh, I bet. And so I came home and told her, I got the papers and I'm not enjoying. And she says, oh, really? And I go, yeah. So next day I came home and she had gone out and got me two new suits. Wow. She's, and I said, I thought you didn't want me to join. No, I didn't supposed to act that way. I didn't, you had to join on your own. So I got to say, I, we had been married for quite a few years and she would never make a move on having me join because she wanted me to do it on my own. What an awesome woman. So she did that. and uh, But the moment I did, she went right there behind me on it. That's great. And was very happy for me. Okay, so you, you, I, I, there wasn't much of, much of an investigation committee on you because everybody knew you already, huh? Well, they still have to do the investigation. Yes, of course. Yes, but the gentleman who came to the door already knew me and already, yes. Uh, the people who I walked in, uh, like Lester, he's gone on also. Uh, sure. As he walked me in my first time, you know the walk that we do. Uh, he whispered over, he says, wouldn't you wish Watt was here, which was my wife's grandfather. And I says, yeah. And so that was my, when you walk in your first day, that's how I was led in with him. And that's what he whispered to me. Ah, uh, Betty was there. Yeah. In spirit. Yeah. And, uh, he was one of my father-in-law's best friends. So he, he was one who took me and introduced me. And I had already known the man for 20 some years that wow. took me in. So That's awesome. Okay, so you decided you're going to be a part of this, and you do your first degree. What was that like for you? It was uh, not too different. I I wasn't. I kind of already had the hints and stuff of what was going to happen and stuff, and uh, so it wasn't a big surprise like it is with most people what it goes, and uh, it, it was. An awakening type of a deal, you know, saying, oh, this is what they do. This is, you know, and uh, it, it was interesting. Really? I, I, I know Brother Michael brought this up, and I didn't really think about it until he brought it up. I, the very first time I ever stepped into a lodge room is when I got my first degree. Mm-hmm. And you know what goes on right. before. And that was the very first time I saw the inside of a lodge room. And I know nowadays it's very acceptable to give people tours of the lodge. I think there's something special with the idea that I never saw the inside of a lodge until I got my degree itself. See, that I, I was already familiar with the lodge. Of course. Not, not that particular lodge, because I didn't join the same lodge as my father-in-law did. He was a stickler that you you joined a lodge that's nearest your home and in your area, and his lodge wasn't in my area. So he had me join a different lodge. But one thing that people don't realize, when you become a member of one lodge, you become a member of all lodges, basically. Yes. You don't get to vote at those other lodges, but it's a big family. They're your cousins. They're That's your brothers. They're your brothers. And I use word because, you know, even though you have never met them, you go to another lodge, as soon as you walk in the room, you feel like you've been there 20 years. That really is true. It's, it's amazing because you know, people don't understand that. Yeah, because it's something that you're taught in masonry. That once you become a brother of masonry, everybody looks at you as if you've known them for 20 years. And they treat you that way, most of them. That's right. Okay, yeah. we talk about the first degree. What about your second degree? What was that like for you? That was more interesting. You, you, you're getting more of what they call an 
uh, enlightenment, to use the word enlightenment, of the uh, craft and stuff. It's more of, uh, you, you learn more each step. It's a stepping uh, as you go up. It's, you know, like going into another grade in school. You go from junior high to high school. It's a different world. It's a different opening. That's one way to describe it. I absolutely, people here are probably tired of hearing me say this, but I absolutely love the second degree. I'm the senior yes. deacon of our lodge, so yes. I'm a big part of that, yes. but I love that degree. Yes, The it, richness of it is beyond anything that right. I could explain. I don't know why I can say on the radio. That's why I said it's it's different. It's a yeah. different, and yes. That's great. Okay. And so the big one of them all, the third, third degree. degree. Tell me about that. What was it like going through that, and what was it like afterwards? It, it that was I, to me. I liked the third degree more. Everybody likes the second. The third degree was more interesting. Like, what are they doing? What is this? Why are they doing it? And they explain everything to you as you go. And uh, it's very different you know, for being. I don't know what I'm allowed to say that yeah, way. That's so, a, you're doing it, well, yes, right there. Yeah. Uh, it's an experience that you, you don't forget, none of it. And you'd learn that the people really care about you. On your third degree, those that are not in the degree, you have people, what they call in the audience. And they come there when you're having a third degree just for you. And you learn that everybody's in that room. And you have 20 or 30 brothers at least in that room. And they're all there just for you. They let you know that you're that special. And that the, that the whole thing, that whole night, you don't know this going in, but it was designed just for you. You know, I, I feel so, so fortunate with that because when I got my third degree, my dad and stepmom flew in from Houston. My dad was a part of my third degree. Okay, yes. And there were some problems with the flight and this and that. They, we had to reschedule it. Uh, big kudos to Brother Michael. He was the one who set it up for me. He called past masters up and said, hey, there's a son of a past master who needs to have his third degree. Can you make it? My entire third degree was done completely by past masters of our lodge. Yes, they they have that. Every, every year they usually do something like that. That's I'm, fantastic. To this day, I am still blown away by that. Yeah. I, You know, how fortunate. I'm getting goosebumps even thinking about it. How fortunate am I? You know, it's really good to be around people that are 32 degree masons and all mm -hmm. that. These are people that are trying to learn more. But there's something very special about being around a past master. And these gentlemen gave up their time just for me. And I still go, whoa, when I think about it. To become a past master, you have had to put years of hard work in. If, you, if a person says they're a past master, you know they've given a lot of good time to charity. And life. And, and life. And, and to people. They're okay. a good person. Well, we've talked about the three degrees. How about today? What does masonry mean to you today? Fellowship is one of the first things come to mind. And friendship. And brotherly love. They, they, they're there. Those are the ones that, uh, or I, as I say, I had lost my wife five years ago. And at the same time, I had just had surgery. And uh, they were there for me. 
I kind of joked when I got home, before I got home from work, after everything happened, they were already in cars, bringing me food, taking care of me, helping me with the funeral arrangements, and my needs were taken care of. That's what it's about, you isn't know, it? Uh, I always think it, I tell them, they were there for me when I needed help. They're, That's awesome. You know, uh, at the same time that my wife was being uh, sick, I had hurt myself and had to have my Achilles tendon replaced. Sure. And the brothers made sure that uh, if I needed anything, like a wheelchair or anything, I didn't, but they said, we'll get it. Whatever you need, we'll take care of you. That's right. And they, they did. They took care of me during that time. And they, yeah. they called on a regular basis. Do you need this? Do you need that? And even if I said I didn't need it, they still made sure I got it. Excellent. <laughs> Brother Jerry, it's so great to have you aboard. Our guest has been Jerry Finley of the Beach City Lodge in Manhattan Beach. Thank you for being a part of this. Well, you, you are listening or watching Illumination. Thank you so much for being a part of this. It's been a pleasure today. Thank you to Brother Michael for his help. My name is Les Jones. Until next time, you have a great one.